It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked on Cougars. This is your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. Thank you for joining us on a Friday edition of the show. A lot to get to. It's a fan Friday on the podcast. We're going to be joined by the Finlinson family. Big time BYU fans. Casey and his two kids, Addie and Hunter, will be joining us to talk about their BYU fandom. You guys are used to these on a Friday edition of the podcast. So excited to have the Finlinson family on board with us. We'll also get to some news coming out from the Stadium Network where Tom Holm BYU's athletic director, pretty highly ranked as in terms of non-Power 5 athletic directors, according to Stadium Network. We also need to get to our player countdown series. We didn't get to number 70 yesterday. We are 69 days away from BYU and Utah kicking off the season today. So we'll catch you up on both of those two numbers, the best Cougars to wear those respective numbers in a BYU uniform. That's all ahead on today's edition of the Locked On Cougars podcast. Today's show is brought to you by our good friends at Built Bar, as well as our good friends at All Guard Pest Control. We'll tell you about both of them as the podcast rolls out today. And with that rundown out of the way, let's get started. This is the Locked On Cougars podcast for June 26th, 2020. What's up, guys? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. Thanks again for taking the time to download your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars with us here. Reminder for you guys, if you're new or if you've just forgotten, this podcast is available everywhere podcasts can be downloaded. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and a bevy of other podcast apps. Think of Overcast, Pocket Casts, uh, the Himalaya Podcast. That. There's so many out there. What I want you guys to do is make sure you hit that follow or subscribe button wherever you're listening in from, so that way you never miss an episode of this show as we talk BYU sports daily. As I mentioned, it's a Fan Friday on the show. We'll get to our interview with the Finlinson family here in just a second. Before we do that, though, do need to take a minute today and talk to you about some good news in terms of some uh, national pub that BYU Athletic Director Tom Homo is receiving from the national media. Brett McMurphy and Jeff Goodman, uh, both of them are respective experts in their respective sports. McMurphy in college football and Goodman in college basketball and the NBA to a lesser degree. But they put together some national rankings for the best athletic directors in the Power Five. And then just yesterday, they came out with their non-Power Five athletic director rankings. And BYU is on the list, Tom Homo in particular, the athletic director for Brigham Young University. They have their top five. And number one is Danny White from UCF. Number two is Todd Stewart from Western Kentucky. And then number three, Tom Homo, BYU Athletic Director. And here's the analysis of what uh, they had to say about Homo and his tenure as the Athletic Director at BYU. It says, quote, BYU AD Tom Homo made two monster hires in his first year in Bronco Mendenhall and Dave Rose. After three consecutive losing seasons under BYU football coach Gary Croton, Homo pres- promoted defensive coordinator Bronco Mendenhall. 
Before BYU went independent, Mendenhall won two Mountain West titles in six years. Overall, in Mendenhall's 11 seasons, he went to 11 bowl games and had five double-digit win seasons before leaving for Virginia after the 2015 season. Rose, in 14 seasons, made eight NCAA tournaments and won four Mountain West titles, unquote. I also talk a little bit in terms of the graphic they have here, and I'll link this in the show notes if you want to read up on it if you haven't done so already. I also talk about what Kalani Satake has done so far in his tenure, as well as the first year for Mark Pope. And they actually have the hiring grades for both the football and basketball programs. And they say the hiring grade for BYU in football is an A- minus with both Bronco Mendenhall and Kalani Satake. I'm guessing if Kalani had had a little better run the past, I guess, three years where you don't go, what was it, uh, four and eight, I'm five and seven. What was the record? I forgot. I almost blotted it out of my memory. I can't even remember that record from 2017. So that should tell you how much it made an impact on me. But then also uh, two, seven and six seasons back to back three bowl games. But if he had a better record than 27 and 25, you probably would have seen that go up a little bit, but an A minus hiring grade for BYU football. And then in basketball, they have a B plus grade with Dave Rose and Mark Pope. Uh, I actually would have gone with an A- minus on the basketball front in my mind, but hey, it's semantics. I'm not the one making the making the grades here. And the final grade for Tom Homo is a B plus. I think this is some well-deserved pub for what Tom Homo has done for the BYU Athletic Department during his tenure. He's had a lengthy run, 14 years at this point, 15 years at this point. I think at some point he's going to decide, you know what, I've had enough, I'm moving on. But for the time being, I think BYU fans should be very pleased with what uh, – Tom Homo has done as the BYU athletic athletic director during his, during this run. It's, it's been a fairly stellar run because you even think about beyond just the football and basketball hires, they've won national titles in multiple other sports. They've made runs to a national championship, the volleyball programs in particular. You can think of the cross-country program for the men's side, winning the title this past season. There's a lot going on with BYU athletics, and Tom Homo's been the director of it for the better part of a decade and a half at this point, and Looking like he's going to continue on for the foreseeable future, and we'll find out what else he's got in store for the Cougars as they move forward here. Uh, one other thing before we get to our interview with the Finlinson family here is we didn't get to our player countdown series yesterday, and I wanted to talk about the both the numbers that we haven't touched on quite yet. So yesterday we were 70 days away, 10 weeks exactly from BYU and Utah kicking off the season. Today, we are 69 days away from BYU and Utah kicking off the season. So let's get to the players on these lists. We'll start off with number 70. And in that uh, ranking, we had four finalists I thought were pretty good. We had Evan Pilgrim, the great BYU lineman from the early to mid-1990s. Former BYU offensive lineman Lewis Wong as well. Halapaongo, a defensive lineman for the Cougars in the 2000s. And then offensive lineman Matt Reynolds were our finalists. On this front, uh, Matt Reynolds won the fan vote with 62.7% of the vote. Evan Pilgrim coming in with 26.7%. Louis Wong with 9.3%. And then Halapongo with 1.3%. I can understand people's sentiments for Matt Reynolds and what he did in a BYU uniform. I thought he was a fantastic player. Had he decided, you know, to leave after his junior season, he probably would have been a draft pick in the NFL. As it stands, he had a fairly decent run as a practice squad player and a member of the Kansas City Chiefs under Andy Reid for a while there before deciding to move on with his life. But I have to say, guys, I disagree wholeheartedly with this fan vote. Evan Pilgrim, when your nickname is the, quote, pancake maker, that was his nickname at BYU and former All-American Evan Pilgrim. He was a stellar, stellar, 
stellar offensive lineman for the BYU football program. So Evan Pilgrim, in my mind, is the best player to wear the number 70 in a BYU uniform, bar none. And there could be a guy that comes along, but they're going to have a high bar to clear if they want to pass Evan Pilgrim what he did in a BYU uniform. I was reading up a little bit on Evan Pilgrim, and I did not know this. Some of you may have known this, and if you did, hats off to you. Did you guys know that Evan Pilgrim was in the 2000, was it 2005 remake of The Longest Yard with Adam Sandler? Uh, you may not have known that, but he actually played a defensive tackle on the prison guards team during that. I'm going to have to go back and watch this movie and keep an eye out for him. I completely missed it. I don't know how I did, but that got past me and kind of funny to read up on that. He was actually playing in the, uh, in the AFL at that point for the Tampa Bay Storm Pretty fascinating to read up on this. He'd never been in a movie before and had some teammates that were going to be in the remake of The Longest Yard, and he joined the role and had a big credit in it. And that's that's pretty cool to see that. So Evan Pilgrim, I think by far the best uh, BYU player to wear the number 70 in a Cougar uniform. But hey, I have to acknowledge the fan vote going in favor of Matt Reynolds. But like I said, I disagree wholeheartedly with this. I think Evan Pilgrim as being the best player to wear that number. Uh, went on to play for, I believe, six years in the NFL. Was drafted in the third round by the Chicago Bears. Played with, for them from 1995 to 1997. Spent a season with the Tennessee Titans and then played with the Atlanta Falcons in 1999 and 2000. Went to the Super Bowl that season with the Atlanta Falcons. So, uh, a 2004 five BYU Hall of Fame inductee, Evan Pilgrim. He was easily, in my opinion, the, the pick there is the best player with a number 70. Uh, and speaking with a lineman that played the same era as Evan Pilgrim, he said amongst all the linemen that played around Evan, he was the best lineman BYU had at that point. So, Take that for what it's worth, but Evan Pilgrim, the best player to wear the number 70. And then number 69, as we are 69 days away from BYU and Utah kicking off the season. This number is an interesting one, obviously, because of the colloquial term it is in uh, popular in, uh, media. Obviously, there are not a lot of athletes that have worn this number in BYU history. For a while there, I felt like it was verboten that BYU players, especially in football, were allowed to wear this number. But Tristan Hodge, currently wearing the number for BYU, he actually made the finalist list for this. Like I said, there were not a lot of options for it. Tristan Hodge, a finalist, former BYU offensive lineman Walt Manwill, uh, another offensive lineman, and Aaron McCubbins. I loved Aaron McCubbins when he played for BYU. I thought he was a great player. And then actually, we had a fullback that played played for BYU way back when and also played basketball. Dean Gardner wore the number 69 back in the 1940s, I believe, when I was doing some research on this. So uh, interesting fan vote all the same. Tristan Hodge with a big lead currently, over 75% of the vote going in favor of him. Aaron McCubbins with 15% of the vote, just over that. Walt Manuel with 5.6%, and then Dean Gardner with 2.8%, with just a little while left on the voting here. But... I look at it, and it's an interesting result. Uh, Tristan Hodge, obviously, is going to be a guy that's going to go on to the NFL, I feel like. If he stays healthy this year, he could find himself being a draft pick, a former four-star prospect who signed with Notre Dame, then decided, you know what, life for me in South Bend isn't all it's been cracked up to be. Came to BYU to visit some teammates, some high school teammates of his, really fell in love with the campus and decided to transfer, and it surprised his parents. Uh, you can ask uh, his parents about it. I, I've had the chance to speak with them. They said it surprised us he wanted to go to BYU, but by all accounts, he's had a marvelous experience playing for the Cougars. He's graduated with his degree, his 
a bachelor's degree at this point, is pursuing a graduate degree currently, and probably will finish that up before he finishes his time as a BYU Cougar. And I would have Tristan Hodge as one of the starters for BYU along the offensive line. Honestly think that if, uh, for whatever reason, James Empey, if he were to get hurt this season and had to miss an extended period of time, I think the BYU offensive coaching staff would have no qualms moving Tristan Hodge into that pivot position at center and letting him run the offense uh, if they needed to. Uh, he will start at guard it's, uh, for BYU against Utah 69 days away from today. And I'm actually going to pick Tristan Hodge as the best Cougar to wear the number 69. I think he's been a standout Cougar uh, so far in his career. I'm expecting more from him this season. I'm expecting him to make it into the NFL next year, but I absolutely think he is the best Cougar in my mind that has worn the number. Aaron McCubbins, like I said, I enjoyed watching him play, but I think Tristan Hodge is far and away the best Cougar to have worn this number. And a big thank you to all of you who have voted on these on our Twitter poll. You can go to Locked On Cougars on Twitter and weigh in with your vote. Votes. We'll have our player countdown series for this weekend. You'll have those uh, votes going on as well, so you guys can weigh in with your thoughts on the best Cougars to wear those respective numbers in the coming day. Uh, so a lot of fun uh, as we talk BYU as we get you ready for the college football season ahead. 68 days away from tomorrow, and by the time we get back here on Monday, we're down to, what, 66, and that's James Empey's number. Mike Empey, his dad, also wore that number, so could have some interesting finalists coming up here. The offensive linemen have been getting a lot of love the past week or so as we were in the 70s and 60s, but regardless, the big boys up front, they really dictate how things are going to go for the Cougars by and large, and it's fun to see them getting some pub here, and hopefully you guys are enjoying these uh, these breakdowns as we go about them each and every day. All right, we will get to our Fan Friday interview with the Finlinson family here in just a second. Excited to have Casey as well as his daughter Addie and son Hunter on on with me. We'll get to that in just a second here. Before we do that, though, need to take a minute today and tell you about our good friends at Built Bar. If you guys have heard me talk about this company over the past month or so, I'm going to sound like a broken record. I love Built Bars. They are delicious. They taste like a candy bar. I can't say enough about how great these protein bars are. Built Bar and BuiltBar.com, they're going about revolutionizing the protein bar game, and they want you guys to get on board. Those of you that have had Built Bars to this point, I'm sure have loved them. At least I hope you've loved them because I've loved them since they joined the podcast network as a sponsor here, and I keep ordering them. They have incredible flavor profiles. They have chocolate and nut flavors, chocolate and nut-free flavors that are made in a nut-free facility if you have concerns with that. They have every type of flavor for every palate, I feel like. I've really enjoyed the peanut butter brownie. The pineapple upside down cake's been delicious. I actually really like the chocolate orange cream. Whatever you guys want, BuiltBar.com has probably got a flavor for you, and check it out. Right now, all of their protein bars, up to 50% off their entire inventory at BuiltBar.com. The best part about this is BuiltBar is a local company here in the state of Utah. They're built right here in our backyard, and supporting them supports the local economy while also supporting the podcast. So like I said, up to 50% off of their entire inventory right now, and all the proceeds are actually going to go to organizations that are promoting social justice and social change. So you're supporting them, but also supporting your community as well. It's a great company. I love what Built Bar is doing. And right now as well, if you use the promo code locked on, when you go to builtbar.com, you can get $10 off your first order. So you can save yourself a lot of money on the best tasting protein bars on the market, bar none. Check them out, guys. That's our good friends at Built Bar. Go to builtbar.com, use that promo code locked on, save yourself up to $10 
on your first order. I'm telling you guys, you will crave Built Bars just like I crave them. That's our good friends at Built Bar, proud sponsor on the Locked On Cougars podcast and the Locked On Podcast Network. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. All right, guys, let's get to our Fan Friday edition of the podcast. The Finlinson family going to join me here in just a second. Had a great time chatting with Casey, his daughter, Addie, and his son, Hunter. It was a family affair for the Finlinsons on a Fan Friday here on the podcast. Without further ado, let's get to it. It's a Fan Friday on the Locked On Cougars podcast. Pleased to welcome in now the Finlinson family on a Fan Friday here on the Locked On Cougars podcast. Casey, Addie, Hunter, how are you guys? Good. Doing good. good. Really good. Well, hey, thanks for taking the time. And let's start here. Uh, Casey, well, I guess I question's going to Hunter, but Hunter, I hear you listen to this podcast every day before you go to bed, every night before you go to bed. Is that right? Yeah. So your your dad uh, posted something on social media that made me chuckle because, of course, we have ads that we run here on the podcast. Have you figured out what sponsorships are now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that see that legitimately made my day. It made me really chuckle when your dad was talking about that. But I appreciate you guys tuning in. So let's start here, uh, Casey. This open uh, open up to all of you guys. What makes you guys BYU fans? Why are you BYU fans? What's your background with the Cougars? Um, it started as kind of a family tradition with my dad. Uh, all growing up, he had two season tickets every year to BYU, and we sat on the north end zone. When the band used to be there, we used to sit right above the band, okay. um, maybe two rows above them. So we went to almost, well, there was five of us. Let's see. Yeah, so we got to split between us to go to the games. But I went to a lot of games with my dad. It was kind of the, the road trip from central Utah up to BYU. Um, the time with my dad spent the begging for treats and – souvenirs after the game and every once in a while he was nice enough to get me something but you know it's just kind of been my family tradition with me and my brothers and sisters and you know we all just really have loved it ever since so it's kind of a kind of deeply rooted in our family and it appears it's carried on addy hunter your dad pretty much passed on hey you are a byu fan yeah yeah well, okay, so your, your your dad just talked about the fact that he hung out with your grandpa going to these games. You guys do the same thing with your dad. Yeah, yeah. What's what's yeah. your what's your favorite part about that? Um, um, I just like going and watching the game, um, and spending time with family is what I like to do when we go. So and going tailgating, I like. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah. Addie, what are your thoughts? Um, my favorite part about going to like BYU games with my dad is I'm normally a winter game, okay. and so I always get the freezing cold weather, <laughs> and so I always have to like layer on tons of clothes, and then we have to like walk our way to the stadium, 
And then we just like wait there forever to get in line. And then when we finally get in, it starts like raining or snowing on it. <laughs> so it's just, I always get the winter games. So, okay. so you're, you're talking, you got to go to those November games when it gets real cold. Yep. Well, so so I had it described to me growing up. Obviously, I grew up around BYU, and that's I, I cover them for my job now. But I used to go to those games. My grandpa, who I used to go to my, most of the games with, he always said that those games, those those games where it's the coldest, it's the snowiest, it's the rainiest, make you the most diehard fan possible. Because if you can sit, if you can sit through that, you know you can sit through anything. Yeah, she's pretty diehard. <laughs> They both are pretty diehard. They'll sit through it. We have a rule that we don't leave till the game's over. Good. So no matter what happens, if they're down or they're winning by big, we we stay till the game's over. Hey, that's there's a lot of respect to be had there. Absolutely. All right. So, uh, Hunter, I want to ask you, what's your favorite BYU sport? Are you a BYU football fan? BYU basketball? What is your favorite sport? Football. Okay. So. I like it, watching it. Okay. Very cool. What do you what do you like most about the BYU football program? Um, the players and just how they play. Okay. Very cool. Addie, same question. Um, I have two. I like watching the volleyball because okay. I play volleyball. Mm-hmm. And then I like watching the football because it just entertains me. And Very it's fun cool. to watch BYU play. Well, the volleyball programs, both the men's and women's, they're they're about as exciting as anything down there at BYU anymore. That, yeah. If, do you go to the Smith Fieldhouse and watch them? Um, no, I beg my dad, but <laughs> sometimes he can't get the tickets, so we just like watch them on TV. Okay. Uh, nothing wrong with that. The funny thing is, those tickets are actually about as about as crazy as anything football or basketball related at BYU anymore. So, uh, Casey. You, obviously, I know I've, we've talked in the past. I've talked to you both in person and via social media. You're a big BYU football fan. What do you expect from this team this coming season? Um, I think they're going to be a lot a lot of the same from last year, um, but with more experience. I think they've got – you know, everybody was so young these last couple of years on the team that um, it's a learning curve, especially with, you know, everybody new offensive staff is changing. Um, but now that they're kind of settled in, I think Zach is going to, I, I want to say surprise a lot of people, a lot of doubters who thinking that um, maybe he's lost a step. But as I keep looking back, I just keep thinking that he came into that season without an off season last year, he was injured, you know, he was healing from that surgery and so he was trying to get back into the rhythm of things and you start with the schedule they started with last year. And it's just, you know, one right after another, just pounding, just getting beat up. And so I think he's got a whole off season of healthy being a healthy guy. Um, I really like the fact that he uh, trains with, you know, John Beck and others, other, you know, quarterbacks that have been through it, who've gone through it and who've made it to the NFL. And, uh, I think the defense is going to be better than they were last year um, with the health that they have, the experience they have. I think bringing back Kyrus Tonga was really big yeah. for the defense, him coming back. I think their linebackers are really good. And uh, Isaiah Heron coming back is going to solidify a lot of that secondary, um, which I already think was really deep and uh, will be better now with another whole off season to be able to prepare 
Uh, let, let me ask you about the Isaiah Heron situation. Obviously, he decides to transfer, and Hunter and Addy, if you guys want to weigh in on this as well, feel free. But kind of a crazy story. He decides, you know what, I want to lead out here. I want to go to a historically black college or university, really kind of be an influential figure with the whole social situation we've got going on nationwide, but then decides, you know what, I can have a similar, if not bigger, impact at BYU, so I'm going to stick it out. What were your thoughts on all of that? I, I think he can have a big impact at BYU. Um, socially, uh, being able to help people understand um, kind of what the African-American community is going through, and even in Provo, um, be able to be a kind of a beacon for change, um, somebody that can teach those who are wanting to learn more about the struggle that people of color are dealing with. Um, I think that's a great decision on his, you know, on his part to come back and to help those of us that are in Provo that are trying to understand more and better what uh, the African-American community is going through. I think he'll have a great impact on us. All of us who would want to learn more, want to be better, want to change um, the way things are going. And uh, he will be a catalyst for that. And I'm really glad that he decided to stay not only for the football sense of the work of what he's doing, but also to, help all of us um, who are Cougar fans, even maybe not even Cougar fans, but those who want change to better understand what it's like and how we can be better. I like that. Uh, Addie Hunter, who are, who are your favorite BYU football players currently on the team? Um, well, I'm going to say um, Shimon because okay. he's just a family member, but I don't know. <laughs> hey, Shimon Willis is a great pick. He might be starting again this year. He's a good player. There's no doubt about that. Hunter, who's your favorite Cougar? Um, Shimon also, but like, I also like Zach Wilson because okay. he's good and he's just really good. <laughs> okay. hey. All right. We'll have more coming up here in just a second with the Finlandson family on a fan Friday here on the podcast. Before we do that, though, Need to take a minute and tell you about our good friends at All Guard Pest Control right now. You've heard me talk about this company over the past week or so, but All Guard Pest Control is a local pest control company that's capable of servicing anybody for any need that they have with regards to pests. Whether you've got an influx of grasshoppers, I'm making ridiculous things here, katydids, you have praying mantis, I don't know what you might have that's bugging you. Guess what? All Guard Pest Control can take care of it for you guys. I love this company. Seth and his team are the best of the best. They have great programs. They want to make sure that customers feel the most comfortable that they possibly can feel. And especially currently with the COVID-19 pandemic, they're taking the utmost precautions, wearing masks, gloves, just making sure that they are being as safe as possible when they are taking care of your home. They want to treat it like it's their home as well. What I love about All Guard is they're not going to knock on your door. They're not a company that's going to be like... You hear me? Knock, knock, knock. You want us to spray for your bugs? That's not how they go about things. They don't believe in knocking on doors. What they do believe in is making sure that you feel comfortable with the service program that you have with that company. They have two unique programs I wanted to tell you about once again here about AllGuard. They offer a quarterly pest control program where they'll make sure that your home is protected year-round from whatever creepy crawly things might be trying to get inside. They come out once every three months, treat your home, make sure that barrier stays up, and then your home has that protection. 
Also, if you have just a one-time need, you have a one-time issue, they'll come out, they'll take care of you the one time, and they won't bug you again. They're not going to make you sign a contract that requires multiple quote-unquote follow-up visits. It's not how they go about business. That's what I love about All Guard Pest Control. Straightforward, but incredible service to boot. Check them out. AllGuardPestControls.com is their web address. You can give them a call anytime. 801-851-1812. Like I said, Seth and his team are the best of the best. They take care of my home. I hope you will trust them to take care of yours as well. They use the safest products in the industry, and they are capable of servicing anybody up and down the Wasatch Front for whatever you might need. So give them a call. That's AllGuard Pest Control, 801-851-1812, or check them out online at AllGuardPestControls.com. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box, and Free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on. Must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. All right, guys, let's get to part two of our conversation with the Finlandson family on a fan Friday right now on the Locked On Cougars podcast. Let's talk a little bit about BYU basketball, if you guys don't mind for a minute. Obviously, Mark Pope awesome first season by all accounts. Uh, unfortunately, they did not get to see them play in the NCAA tournament. Uh, Casey, for you, what do you think the trajectory of the basketball program is at this point? I've got a lot of hope for this basketball team. Um, the program in general, I think, is in an upward trajectory. Uh, with bring, I love the fact that Mark Pope and that staff is not afraid to offer anybody. Um, anybody that wants to play basketball is looking for a new home. He has no fear in offering a scholarship or offering a position on that team. And I think it's paying off with who he's been able to bring in. Uh, I love that mentality. I've always loved the mentality of not being scared to put BYU out there and just let anybody just kind of throw it out and say, if you're interested, we'd be more than happy to have you come. We want you to succeed here at BYU. And um, it's going to pay off in the end. I think this, this team is very talented. Um, obviously losing who they lost with Yoli and TJ is going to be hard, but I think the people that they're bringing back, yeah. And, and who Hunter likes to refer to as tools, um, <laughs> losing them is going to be really hard, but I think who they've got coming in, uh, is, is more than capable of kind of picking up where they left off. Your big Jake Toulson fan. I, I take it Hunter. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. He's a good player. He's actually one of my favorite people to interview on that team. Uh, what do you so, Eddie Hunter? What do you guys like about the basketball team? Um, I just like that they're getting a lot of transfers this year. Um, uh, I also like how Mark Pope was so good this season yeah. that he could probably do it again. That's so, the hope. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm excited about. Addie, any thoughts to add? 
Um, I agree with my dad, but I'm really excited to see Mark Pope this season mm-hmm. and hope that they can make it to where they were this like last year. I think we're all hoping for that uh, because obviously you get number 14 in the country and it, just an exciting, exciting season. I, I really enjoyed that. Uh, Casey, when it comes to where you're seeing these transfers, Brandon Averett coming in now, uh, Caleb Lohner expected at any point, the Matt Harms transfer earlier, you talked about the fact that you, you, you like the fact that this staff is not afraid to go sell BYU to anybody. Is that something you feel like can, uh, I don't know, uh, pay off in terms of BYU going forward just across their athletic department, the football program, et cetera? I, I think so. I think Mark Pope can be the, uh, the catalyst for that throughout the whole athletic department. I think if the other, um, you know, say uh, Jason IU and those who are, who are over the football program can see the success that the basketball program is having and reaching out to transfers and just offering people. And then, uh, you know, obviously with the other uh, Olympic programs that are doing so well anyway, I think if they can continue to sell the program like Mark Pope does, the talent should come. Um, obviously, uh, they have their, 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 I don't want to say trials, but things they have to overcome and help people understand, like the honor code yeah. um, and different things like that, that they need to be able to let the, the, these kids and these players and athletes know that, hey, it's not a hindrance. It's something that can actually help you. Um, kind of take the approach that uh, Jamal Williams and his mom took when they came Um just to sell the program in that way, that it's a good place to come. It's a good place to be. You can get a great education, but you can also succeed on the athletic field that uh, I think a lot of the athletic department can just follow what Mark Polk's been doing and it will be successful. I would, I would agree with that. Uh, Addie, is it your goal to play volleyball at BYU if you're able to? That's what I'm hoping for. Hey, that's a, it's a worthy goal. Hunter, what sports do you play? Are you a football guy? What do you play? Um, a lot of sports, but mostly I like playing football a lot. So that's what I want to do if I can get to BYU. Okay. You going to be the next great quarterback at BYU? <laughs> More receiver. Okay. All right. Nothing wrong with that. You get to catch the, catch the touchdown passes. I don't blame you one bit in that regard. Uh, He's so- a slot guy. He's, he likes the slot receiver. Okay. Hey. You can put some weight on him. We'll make him a tight end. <laughs> <laughs> hey, nothing wrong with that. I think the tight ends this year for BYU are going to be pretty dang good just looking at what they've got on the roster. Uh, you guys mentioned the fact, uh, Hunter, you mentioned the fact that you love tailgating. Obviously, the tailgating scene around BYU, I think, is a thing that's still coming along. There's a lot of people that have embraced it, but there's still many more that could embrace it. What are your guys' favorite parts about tailgating before Cougar games? Um, eating. Okay. <laughs> and um, just playing some games with my family. Hey, you're, you got your you got your priorities in order. I like it. Food. That's that's the biggest thing about it. Absolutely. <laughs> Addy, what about you? What do you like about the tailgating? Um, so uh, so like all our cousins come down and so we have like this big tailgate and like we'll play like a game of football and then we'll all sit around a phone and watch like games that are going on and then we'll cook food and then we'll eat it and we'll still be watching games. And then we'll go out and play another game of football. So, yeah. What's your guys' favorite tailgating food? Do you guys have a favorite? Burgers. Burgers, okay. Hunter? 
Okay. All right. So, uh, Casey, in terms of you, I, obviously I've seen you at tailgates in the past over the years at BYU stuff. What about that scene excites you? What do you like about it? That it's growing. Okay. Um, that, that well, it's kind of funny with our family. We, when we first started tailgating, it was me my dad and my brother, and we had a little picnic umbrella on a stand that we sat underneath with our little lawn chairs, no food, no nothing. It was just, that's how we started. Yeah. Um, and then progressively over the years, we've set a goal to get something new every year. So we bought it. We got a BYU Ottoman the next year. Then we got, you know, we brought, made sure we had a generator. We brought a generator. Then we brought a, a big screen TV and we brought, you know, all the stuff that we could get. And luckily, um, I'm able to get the BYU Wi-Fi. So I'm able to kind of work close enough to the IT building that I'm able to get a little Wi-Fi. So we're able to stream off of my phone onto the TV and watch some games. And, you know, the ultimate goal, my dad just got himself an RV. So we're hoping that he can get that up and running. We'll have that up in the tailgate next. So it's kind of a progression. It's fun to see the progression around us. I mean, we all follow um, kind of Adrian, uh, big uncle Pooh yeah. in the, in the tailgate lot. And uh, we all want to continue to thrive, continue to grow it, um, make it more of a, the college football environment that you see all over the country that you can see everywhere you go, big college football, you know, that whole place turns into its own little city on a Saturday afternoon. And I'd love to see BYU continue to evolve to become like that. Oh, absolutely. I have a family member that works at the IT building. I can't even get access to that Wi-Fi, So I, I envy you in that regard. <laughs> so that's awesome. Uh, so last couple of things here for me, and this is more for Hunter and Addy. You guys, obviously, are young BYU fans. Uh, you guys, uh, your dad's got a little more experience with the Cougars, obviously, being older, etc. What is your favorite part about being a BYU fan? Going to games. Okay. Hey, there's other ones. Watching more. games. Okay. Addie? Mm-hmm. Uh, my favorite is sometimes, like, most of the time, we have, like, a day down at our family's, and we just, like put on a big thing and we make signs and we just like have like this big party for BYU football. That's hey. probably my favorite part of being BYU fans. Okay. Casey, the same question for you. Like I said, you, you've been around BYU a lot longer, but what's your favorite part about being a Cougar fan? So I'll tell you, um, I became a real big BYU fan. I've been a fan my whole life, but it really cemented it in 1996, that yeah. team in 96. Um, me and my dad went to the Texas A&M game. Um, when they played up here in Provo. And then uh, later on that year, when they went down to Vegas for the WAC championship game against uh, Wyoming, that's the first road game I'd ever been on. And my dad just one day just come up to me and goes, hey, do you want to go to Vegas? A friend of ours and his son are going. Would you like to come? And I says, yeah, absolutely. And so we made the road trip to Vegas. We were sitting on the, I can't remember what, the north end zone, I think, is where it was when they kicked the game-winning field goal. Okay. Um, me and my dad rushed the field. It's the first time I've ever done that. Uh, it was just the memories that are made with BYU football in my family, um, not only from my dad, but my brothers, my sisters, my mom, um, now with my wife and my kids. It's just the memories that are made with BYU football are something that will never be replaced. Um, it's a family tradition for us. Uh, every fall to have BYU football, um, turn it into BYU basketball. We're really getting into BYU baseball lately. We've watched some volleyball. We've watched 
you know, anytime there's gymnastics, anything that comes on the TV that's related to BYU sports, we find it and watch it. Um, you know, my hunter here, he wants me to find him uh, old football magazines. Okay. You know, if we can find old, you know, he wants to read about BYU football back in the day when I was watching it and I was younger. You know, trying to find that stuff has been kind of fun, a little challenging. They're kind of hard to find, but um, he's really he's really getting into it, and I'm really excited for him. Addie is one of the loudest people in the stadium when we're watching a football game. She, <laughs> she cheers louder than anybody around us, and it makes me so happy to see just the joy that it brings them. Um, so that's kind of where my fandom is, is just watching my kids enjoy it as much as I do um, and then watching them grow as fans as well, getting – even more knowledgeable than I am about sports and about BYU sports and, you know, Hunter wanting to create his own podcast. It's great to kind of hear him downstairs. He's got an old uh, Phil Steele magazine that I have and he sits down there and reads that. And then he does his podcast off of that. So he talks about the 2000, which one? 2018 BYU football okay. season. Cause that's the one I've got down there right now. And so he's, he just reads it and loves it and loves talking about it. And, you know, he's Addie loves it and wants to continue to be a more and more staunch fan. And uh, for Hunter, I just need BYU to beat Utah because he <laughs> hasn't seen them beat him yet in his lifetime. So we need to get that taken care of. And Addie was too young to remember. Okay. So we got to get her to remember that too. And so we're, we're hoping this year's the year and we can cheer and celebrate down here at home and have a big party with each other and, Watch the Cougs beat the Utes finally. Well, Hunter, I'm looking forward to listening to that podcast. Hopefully you get it up and I can listen to it. All right? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Last thing here. Obviously, you guys have probably heard this edition of the podcast with the Fan Fridays. Last thing I do is I kind of open it up to you guys. I want you guys to sound off on whatever you guys want to sound off on that we may not have touched on or maybe something you want to expand on with regards to BYU. So the floor is yours. Addy, go first. I just want BYU to beat Utah. Okay. I just feel like to be. You want me? To, you want me to go while you think about it? Yeah. All right. Okay. All right. So, with, with when it comes to the athletic department, I want to see continued uh, success for BYU. I want to see um, the football program. I don't want to say turn things around because I think they're doing a pretty good job. Um, the schedules that they've had these last few years, obviously, you know, ten win seasons, better seasons like that are great to watch. But with the teams that they've had to play, the injuries that they've had key positions, um, the attrition in the coaching staff changes on that. I think this year is that year where things are going to kind of turn around. I think they're going to take that next step. Um, I love seeing what the basketball team has done. I can't wait to start hearing about um, BYU's plans for attendance this year with all the craziness going on with, yeah. with COVID. I've got my mask supply here. So if I need to wear masks every game and my kids need to, I'll, I'll, we'll put all masks on and we'll go to every all the games that we can. Um, I'm in. I'm excited to see what happens with the athletic program. Um, I think they're moving, continuing to move in the right direction. Um, and so I'm, I'm hopeful that uh, as time goes on this year and as we get closer and closer to the sports season, that we get more answers like that and we get positive answers. And awesome. uh, I'm just excited to see what happens next. Awesome. I just want to see BYU ranked for like, because I I feel like I've only seen them once ranked. Okay. Hey, you so, saw, yeah, I, I <laughs> ranked. 
you want to see more of what your dad grew up with and I grew up with, where they were a top 25 caliber team year in and year out. I, I yep. completely understand that. Well, guys, I can't thank you enough for taking the time. I, I love this. This is a whole family affair with the Finlandson family, having you guys on the podcast. And hopefully you guys, we can do it again soon. Like I said, Hunter, start posting those podcasts. I'm going to be pubbing them for you, okay? Okay. <laughs> All right. Thanks again, guys. Thanks for taking the time. Thanks, Jake. Appreciate it. There you go. The Finlandson family. And I'm looking forward to Hunter. I want to hear that podcast. If he's doing his own podcasting, and I think uh, Casey was saying that Hunter's only nine years old. I'm excited to hear this young man. He's breaking into the digital realm and doing podcasts at a young age. He's got a future ahead of him. And a big thank you to the Finlandson family, Casey, Hunter, and Addy for joining us here on the Locked On Cougars podcast. That was a fun time. If you guys would like to be on a Fan Friday edition of the show, hey, feel free to reach out. You can follow the show on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, at Locked On Cougars. Our email address is LockedOnBYU at gmail.com. My personal Twitter feed, if you want to reach out to me there, is Jacob C. Hatch on Twitter. And a big thank you once again to the Finlandson family. You can follow Casey at findaddy81 on Twitter. Big time BYU fan, as you can tell. It was a fun conversation, and I really enjoyed talking BYU sports with them. And it's what I love doing on a Friday. These Fan Friday editions actually have been some of the most popular we have had since we started doing them. I'm not even kidding about that. The download numbers for a Fan Friday, I'm telling you, there's an immediate uptick when BYU fans are on the podcast. So a big thank you to the Finlandson family. Looking forward to doing more of these as we move forward. Thanks again for your continued support of the show. It's a blast to be with you guys each and every day. We'll have our special bonus editions with the Player Countdown series going on this weekend. Full editions will return on Monday of the podcast, and I hope you guys are all doing well. Wear a mask if at all possible. Stay home. Stay safe, everybody. We need to curb the spread of this COVID-19 virus because we all want sports back, but if they continue to get out of hand, it may shut us down again, and that would suck royally. I have no no qualms about saying that, but regardless, I hope you guys are all doing well. Have a great weekend. We'll be back with you guys with full editions on a Monday, like I said, but also with our special bonus editions on Saturday and Sunday as well. So regardless, join us each and every day talking BYU sports with the Locked On Cougars podcast. That's going to do it for me. Hopefully you guys are all doing well once again. Have a great rest of your day whenever you hear this. And this has been the Locked On Cougars podcast for June 26th, 2020. Listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.